You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust. So I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick with you this morning. Obviously, is an earn Whoa, that's the crap out of me. Jason just yelled as he walked into the office. Uh, earning is an earnings day. All right, we got 340 earnings reports between yesterday's afternoon session and this morning's pre-market session. So a lot on the earnings front to get to. Uh, we're going to talk uh, tech stocks by and large because that's that's the the theme of the day. We're going to talk. Uh, we have a, we do have a real estate merger. I want to hit on that as well. Uh, we got a couple of biotech headlines. If we have time, we'll get to those. If we have time, we'll get to questions from our chat. Two guests on today: Mark Chaykin at 8:15. Peter Tuckman at nine. Before I throw it to Joel, uh, the, the goal for the day is to get 1,000 likes. If we can do that, I have a special announcement about tomorrow afternoon. Joel and I potentially have a special show planned, but only if we can get to 1,000 likes today. That and was going to be the break. I was going to have you do that as breaking news at the top of the show, but I don't, gonna- I don't even want to do it unless we can get to one thousand likes. All right, so it's in the works, but it's a surprise, and we're not doing it unless we get to one thousand likes. So hit the like button if you haven't already. And now I'll hit the like button. Thank you, Joel. How are we doing this morning? I see we're up. Oh, Spencer. The triple close it never gave you a chance to buy the triple close at 79, 79 and a half. Just straight up. Open 84.75. They like those earnings reports. Already in the 4,200 handle. 07.75. That's your target on the upside. Has some other targets, but I don't want you guys to get nosebleeds uh, here in nose. Uh, crude, that's up 92 cents at 64.78. Uh, gold's up two bucks, seventeen seventy-five ninety. Silver, that's in the green by thirty-two point two cents at twenty-six forty-four. And uh, Bitcoin doing the old mid fifty thousand handle stall. That's down one thousand one hundred and fifty-five dollars at fifty-four thousand one hundred and forty. 
Joel, Dennis, how you doing today? Mm, I'm doing. It's one of those days. It's kind of mixed results here. I got some good ones and I got some bad ones, and I'm trying to work out of stuff. So it's an interesting morning. Sometimes in trading, you get these boring mornings, and sometimes you get these in bad mornings, and sometimes you get these interesting mornings. This one's interesting. Lots of stocks still to be determined direction. Anticipating some rotation out of tech, but that was happening last night. And then Biden's speech, you're starting to see the rotation into tech or in or not out of tech. I'm sorry. I was, I was anticipating some rotation out of the non-tech because of the big Facebook Apple earnings. But with Biden's speech, that's actually moving up the non-tech. So you have the tale of two markets here going on, at least two catalysts, good tech earnings and then Biden. And it's actually equaling an everything up day, so <laughs> which I did not anticipate everything being up here today. I guess with Biden speaking um, as bullish as he was on the economy, as bullish as he was on jobs, as bullish as he was with going to spend, 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 I guess it's not surprising that they're buying stocks hand over fist this morning. Yeah, that's that's just the way. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, I, I was listening, watching this, and it just everything that came out. I mean, every trick you pull it out. I mean, very optimistic. I, I haven't heard a more bullish speech coming out of a president, and I can't. I, I don't know since uh, Abraham Lincoln. Well, I mean, they're that's going over because yeah, they're always that's bullish. Pretty, that's pretty bullish. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're. But I mean, it's just you've got the Fed, which says yesterday that they're just going to print money forever. Yeah, obviously. You know, we, we know that inflation is here, but they don't even give a crap that inflation is here. They're still not going to raise rates. They're still not even going to, you know, slow the buying. Um, and then you have Biden, the same thing, spend, spend, spend. It's the economy that literally does not care how big the deficit gets. Nope. That's what it is. And, you know, your grandchildren are all going to, well, I don't know if anybody's ever going to pay for any of this because you're the whole so deep now. I mean, 29, 28 or 29 trillion or whatever the hell it is. I mean, there's no way out ever. So I guess, you know, at this point in time, you just keep printing money. I mean, it's basically a big Ponzi scheme is really what it is. I mean, we just keep printing money and pay people, you know, pay the whoever wants their money back with other people's money. I mean, that's really what it's come down to. It's a huge Ponzi scheme. It's pumping Powell. Pumping Powell. Ponzi <laughs> Powell. Why don't we call him Ponzi Powell? <laughs> really what it is. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. There's no, there's no way. I mean, it doesn't make any. You know, it makes perfect yeah. sense, I guess, when nobody cares about you know where the deficit goes. Why not just keep spending? Enjoy the good times. Yolo, man. This is the Yolo Fed. You only live once. Let's spend everybody else's money. We only live once. We're in the Yolo economy. Yeah, it's, it is totally. It's built yeah. on. It's built on debt, and the debt that's never gonna ever get paid off. There's no way to ever pay it off. Interest rates can never go up because they couldn't service the debt. So they got to keep the interest rates low despite whatever happens with inflation. So, I mean, inflation could just run rampant. They'll use excuses, whatever they can, or just not choose not to measure it. Uh, but, you know, what does that mean? I mean, you've got to own assets. And, you know, cash has been trashed for a long time because it's getting worth less and less every day. You can see, you know, now it's gone into food. You know, they had a special on CNBC two days ago. Loaf of bread's up. 15% year over year. The town of inflation is 2%, but the loaf of bread, which everybody has to eat, up 15% last year. And there was other, you know, corn. You know, we know what, you know, oh, the, the these charts. Are doing. I mean, these Yeah, you show corn, job. you show like, wheat, look, you look show a, a, yes. any commodity. I mean, it's corn, gone. Look at corn. Gone. 672 a bushel. Uh, beans in the teens. 
here we are. That guy, that had like 14 Place straight everywhere. Joel, yeah. Joel, we have to get Angie on the show. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. I was thinking I about have, that. I, I have a news alert, but I can come Whoa. back. Oh, look who just came in. Wait, Jason just popped in. What, yeah. What's going on? This is a quick news alert. My, my wife does say that there's too many beans in the house. That's for sure, Joel. So anyway, <laughs> but be, besides that, uh, your friend Donald Trump was just on Mornings with Maria. We may be able to get Donald Trump on the pre-market prep show. Are you guys interested or not? Yes. Not today. Not today. But but next week. Is that? Do you guys want it? He, he just finished on Maria. He was controversial. Yeah. But would you guys take Trump on? Yeah, we take Trump on. Yeah, right. we would. I, all right. Be all interesting. Right. <laughs> I got an interesting text that, from a friend that said if we want i can he could potentially make it happen i just all right, don't know imagine? so all right that's all i wanted to tell you guys he was just on mornings with maria ripping on biden for his thing yesterday that's okay. my morning alert and by the way spencer you got a big news update to give there is so much stuff moving the market was kind of dull for me for the last few weeks guys this morning whoa there's acquisitions or stuff i'll leave you guys alone so i have a show but yeah. i had to tell you about the donald trump thing okay, okay. peace all right. Uh, a lot of people saying they don't want him. We're not a political show here, but I mean, it's an interview and I mean, it'd be very interesting whether you're a Donald Trump fan or not a Donald Trump fan. It's just interesting. I mean, how interesting would it be to talk to Donald Trump and you guys could throw a chat and throw questions to him. The, the closest so. I came to asking him a question was when they had the debate um, in Detroit back when he was running. Uh, and and I went with Benzinga, and I was in the spin room after, and I was one of the people with like with like my mic, my phone, my recorder, just like in his face, but I didn't actually get a question in. Oh, which is which we was, might be able to get a question if he comes on our show. That'd maybe, be pretty okay, cool. Okay, can we go to earnings here? I'd actually, yeah, but... I'd actually be kind of nervous. I think. <laughs> Dennis, you're never nervous. Um, <laughs> I might be to... on interviewing Donald Trump. <laughs> Did we? Do we have that picture that uh, Emily took? Uh, at uh, we have we have many of those pictures, Joel. <laughs> she got one. I don't know how. I don't know how she wiggled her way up there, but uh, let's see if I can find it. But anyways, um, what do we got? We, what do we have? We have three hundred companies that have reported. Yeah, last we're talking about morning. Donald Trump. So we, we could do a company every second here, or every five seconds, and try to cover them all. all right. You want to do well, that? Well, we're going to try. Let's start with Apple. You can see the headlines from last night in the Benzinga Pro. Huge beat. EPS. Huge. Huge beat. Sales beat. Every segment beat. iPhone Max had their best quarter ever. Services beat. iPad sales beat. All of it was good. Wearables was good. It was all good. China sales are good. Demand is up. Everything was good. Oh, they're also uh, adding to their buyback. 90 billion dollars to their buyback it's a huge yeah. move for apple but you know what it's been leaking non-stop since after hours since last night if you bring up that after hours chart all the big you know noise off the third candle there you can see the explosion from 137 to 139 when the buybacks announced and it's kind of leaked back not all of it but we've given back almost half the gains which is somewhat concerning um i'm long apple long term not concerned at all just saying from a trading perspective um it's holding up here i'd say you don't want to see the starting down at below 136 because then you start thinking oh it might give it all back so but you know it's a big mark it's a big move for a big company i uh, blasted we talked about 135 and a half that was a great level it just major resistance and it just took it out i thought you might see 140 on this run you know a nice round number like that you didn't quite get it where did you get to you got to 
139 and change. So that, that's going to be a tough target. I, I agree with you. It's sticking it up. 139.50 is the after hours high. It's just settling in here. And now your 135 and a half is support, right? Old resistance, new support. That's, that's even tell, at right the top of yesterday's range. It's, so it's leaking. I just think, I think you're going to have a Microsoft kind of day. You know, throw out the high, throw out the low. And just grind here, and that's what it's doing. I think Probably, kind of, yeah. I think you kind, kind of where missed, it wants to be. Yep, it, I think you kind. Of, I mean, Microsoft after all that craziness in the after out never got near my resistance level, and yeah. never got near my support level. So that, that's what I think is going to happen. In, um, Apple today. It's kind of a good point, you know. Like you can say, oh, we're not saying my is going to tank ten bucks. We're just no. saying it's all the price discovery has already happened and it's kind of where it wants to be so i don't know if it's going to make new lows i don't know if it makes new highs i think i agree with you joel i think kind of the range is in all right uh thanks to jason for just derailing our chat for the day (laughs) yeah the chat is either very happy or very upset there's actually no in between because we know when trump you like him or you don't like him and there is absolutely no in between because every single person has an opinion on him that that's the, that's Hurricane Erasmic for you. It comes in. To, to the, the, the chat, half the people are unsubscribing and half the people love it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I is exactly like, where the vote we, went. We didn't that's even a do anything. More to Biden. We didn't even do anything. Jason just Some people are really mad. They're mad I at will... me that I said I would take him on the show. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. I'll let you all do it. You're I'll not going to say on interview. No, account? I'm not going to do that. No. All right. Okay. I, I'm bringing. I I'm bringing they all Joel. love. Now half the chat loves Joel, and the other half hates. I'll, I'll support you, Joel. I got your back, man. Oh You're not going to do it either. One. I won't be a part of that one. It's going to be interesting. I'm your back. We're bringing Spencer. It. Spencer will stay. He'll do the interview. Uh, I would. Ha- I would think about it. How about that? I'm oh not, my goodness! I'm not a no. I didn't say. I have no. to do Trump by me and Raz will do it. I, I didn't. I didn't say no. I didn't say no. I. I said. I, I said I would think about it. All right. Well, it's that an is interview. Don't... It's not a like. Let's bring Trump back as president. It's an interview. I am right. apolitical. Oh man. Okay. Real quick. Right. Wait. Wait. Real. Real fast. That. That was Apple. What about Facebook here? Same story. Uh, you kind of knew it was coming because because the Google quarter was good as well and uh uh there's there's a headline from last night eps beat sales beat daily active users beat they raised the low end of their uh guidance for the year um i would expect at some point at some point there's gonna have to be some sort of a guidance cut as it relates to uh you know uh advertising because apple just rolled out their new privacy feature that lets you basically opt out of of tracking um and that's what Facebook relies on. But we're not there yet, it seems like, because Facebook is – everything seems good right now. I, I wish I was long in this stock. I was long it. I sold it. I sold it back during COVID crisis because I thought the world was imploding. So, actually, I believe I sold it even before the COVID crisis. It did implode. I never rebought stock. Major mistake. It's been cheap. It continues to remain cheap when you back out the cash. Stock's cheap. So, I mean, that's, you know, where we've moved into value. It's value tech. So, it's still cheap even at $331 from a valuation perspective compared to some of this other stuff. I mean, it's right in the ballpark. I mean, what are we trading? 25 times forward earnings, 22, 23. If you back out the cash, it's not expensive. So, pullback still to be bought on Facebook. I like Facebook. I like Google. Facebook's basically one of the only ones that I don't own. Luckily, I have a lot of cues and spy, so I guess right. I own it indirectly enough, through you, there. You feel like it. You feel like you, you're. You probably do have a piece ta- through there. Yeah, but... tagging along, right? Yeah. Um, I wish I owned it directly, though. 
What? I did. What? I mean, I wrote this a while ago. Institutions backed up the truck here, right? And then when I did this article, <clears throat> you know, you made, you made these highs, and I'm like, there's no institutions looking to get out at 290. And there's no institutions looking to get out right now. 331.90. And we're probably bid. That's where we bid. 331.40. Been, this has been a slow, steady climb. This one, oh, like unlike the Apple and the Microsoft, which just kind of been hanging it's out, big. this just keeps going higher. I mean, this is an incredible quarter, and it's a fairly cheap company. It is a big move, big market cap company, seven point nine percent move. It's big. I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't even think. I mean, mark down the pre-market high. You know, wherever that is, use that as a bogey. But the only and I'm just queuing off maybe uh, Google yesterday, and they they let it run. I mean, this is a point where the longs are they're goosing it. Shorts don't know what to do. And then go, you know, near the end of the day, you know, when did when did Google maybe look for this pattern? Google actually peaked around ten thirty. 10, yeah, this is 15-minute chart, 10, 15, 10, 30. So maybe see what happens in, jot down the high and see where it goes. But, I mean, right now, it's bid. And all that can give you is the, is the pre-market high. Maybe right, wait for some kind of iceberg or something. I don't know how to come out there. But when there's I mean, no Google reason. Google was similar story yesterday. It got bid, 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 bid. And then it did start to come off in the afternoon. Different, so yeah. We finally did come off in the afternoon. So, but I mean, these are good quarters. Google killed it. Facebook killed it. Apple killed it. Microsoft really did kill it too. Like I said, it was more of a victim just of reporting the exact same time at Google and that raised bar from Google. Got it. But let's get Mark Chaikin's thoughts on this. Mm. I mean, so far, oh. so good for the mega caps. Really good for the mega caps, uh, particularly if you have a bullish power gauge rating. <clears throat> we were bullish on Facebook. Microsoft and Google coming into earnings, bearish on Apple, interestingly. Apple's banging up against our long-term trend line. So I, this is really good for the balance of earnings season because there's no real reason to sell stocks here. S&P climbing that upper volatility band. But I do think this is a tale of two cities, in essence. You've got some of the, um, call them, uh, lockdown stocks that are really hurting. Uh, and when they report, they tend to disappoint. So I'm zeroing in on Pinterest and Spotify, both okay. with bearish ratings, both under our long-term trend line when they report, and both with serious sell-offs yesterday. So I think the, the message is stay long the stocks with strong power gauge ratings, strong fundamentals, big sponsorship, and Avoid the Zooms, the Z-Scalers, the Adelaisians. And, and Mark, what about Teladoc, too? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Teladoc, Teladoc poster yeah. child. Yeah, the Kathy Wood stocks are really getting hurt. Arc Lady. The Arc Lady. <laughs> that, that, that's her new name. Gil oh, Morales was... renamed her yesterday. Kelly. We now call her Arc Lady. Lady. We probably find a better name than that. It's a little more, derog <laughs> a little more derogatory, but... Uh... I mean, no, <laughs> come on, guys. Right, You're right. not a fan. Right. This show is off that. the rails today. Everybody be nice. So, Raz talks about bringing Trump on. Now you're being... Jesus. Not nice people. Come <laughs> on. Interesting interview, Trump. <laughs> yeah, but I think, as I said two weeks ago, don't get carried away with this strength. This was all anticipated. Great first quarter. Uh, what do you think the GDP preliminary number is going to be? 6.5, 7.2? I think it's going to blow people away. But that's... 
rear view mirror stuff. All right, so yeah. someone asked uh, about a comment that Mark had made uh, regarding uh, the market in May, and I have a calendar alert set to remind myself at, to ask him at the end of May. Which, it's not the end of May. It's not the end of May. So uh, to whoever asked about Mark's thoughts, I'm assuming they haven't changed with regards to uh, weakness into into June. Um, we'll get it, we'll, uh, we'll follow up on that when uh, in, in about a month. So Mark, going back to the Pinterest thing for a second, this is from the chat. So so you wouldn't buy the dip on Pinterest? Oh, I might. I just wouldn't oh. own these. I wouldn't own these ahead of earnings because uh, okay. they're just. There's no way these companies. Uh, what what's happening now is companies that are cash flow machines like Apple, Google, Facebook are reporting well and getting well received. Companies that are on the cusp of profitability like Pinterest, Spotify, not so fast. Fiverr. I mean, you've got a lot of names that were really on everybody's radar screen from March through now. And if you're still in them, I think you're in very stale merchandise and you don't know where the bottom is. Personally, I love the Pinterest story. Uh, the numbers were a little light because uh, projected because they're comparison. So here's what's going to happen with a lot of these companies. Q2 of 2020 was a high watermark for a lot of these companies, whether it was Zoom, Pinterest, anybody who was interacting with someone who's at home has a big bar to overcome in Q2. And that's what hurt Pinterest. They said the comparisons for the next quarter were going to be light. Well, yeah. if you didn't know that, you're not paying attention. So um, I go back to the fangs because there was a blogger who is really um, spot on. Um, he's sort of a retired trader, lives on an island off Florida and has a mysterious name, the Heisenberg. And he's been saying for a year and a half that the mega caps are the utilities of the 21st century. Yeah, I've heard. Yep. They're the toll takers on the digital highway. And that isn't going to change. You know, some things are going to change based on uh, lockdown and then coming out of it. But we've only got more entrenched and more in bed with the toll takers, the search engines, the social media stocks, the shopping stocks. It's not going to go away. They've basically been able to build a little bit of a moat, you know, vis-a-vis, -vis, say, brick and mortar. I mean, how many, what percentage of people are going to go back to Bed Bath & Beyond, go back to some of the conventional brick and mortar stores where we used to shop? It's going to be online to a great extent. They won't go away. Some of them are reopening. But I just saw some kitchen equipment that I want to get from Bed Bath & Beyond. They say it's available in your local store. Well, the local store is 30 minutes away. Am I, am I going to go, you know, do a sideway, a sidewalk pickup on Bed Bath and Beyond, or am I just going to click and get? What do you, what do you need from your kitchen, Mark? What do you need for your kitchen? This was bizarre. It's a new lemon juicer, hmm. uh, which apparently isn't so new. But uh, how about how about Google at, at these levels after these uh, after this report? saying they're going to add 50 billion to their buyback. I mean, yeah. well, that, I mean that that's like that's like okay, we're doing good. We're doing really good and 
we think we're going to do better. I mean, who know, you know, not at these levels, but announcing. I mean, to me, I thought that was icing on the cake with that. And didn't someone else add to Apple, their Bible? Apple did not. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's perhaps the biggest single story of earnings season. You've got demand that isn't going to turn into supply in the ETFs. Uh, two days ago, there was a $1.5 billion buy at the close on the SPY. Now, that that buyer could have bought all 500 stocks as a basket, but they were willing to pay the six basis points premium to get instant access cleanly to the large cap space. So you've got big pent up demand continuing to come in. I think the numbers 495 billion has come into equities, not all U.S. in the last uh, four months. So you have big demand that translates to big demand for the six big mega cap stocks plus Tesla. And guess what? Now they're going to be buying back their stocks. That puts back a floor, puts a floor under the stock. Remember, we didn't have buybacks in the main in 2020. So uh, that's why I say my May prediction is just to trim stocks if they spike up, particularly if they have bearish power gauge ratings during earnings season, raise a little bit of cash, maybe 10, max 15% to put it to work in a dip into a June bottom. But uh, the the long term sort of supply demand dynamics for the stock market remain incredibly strong. And if I can that, go that back. seemed to silence everybody. Come on. Or if I mean, if I can go back. If I can go back to like that the tech thing for a second. This is sort of why we were so bewildered for six months or whatever it was when those these Fang stocks really didn't participate. Uh, and and grow i mean a couple of like the growth sector went to the moon and then and then came crashing down but apple didn't really didn't didn't do a whole lot for for six months facebook google uh well google's different but facebook uh, no, facebook and google were a little bit different yeah, yeah. yeah no uh, google had the gap and go after the last report okay and, but, it, and it held and uh facebook it i mean facebook's just been strong too so okay. but amazon microsoft apple you know, it didn't really do a whole lot. And th th this is why it was. They, they held steady. Yeah. And that's what we talked about. If those stocks started to catch on fire, right. what was going to happen in the market? And that's exactly that's exactly what's happening. These stocks. I mean, it's just if you were if you were bullish and you were kind of bullish. Now you just have to be like super uber bullish with that. You know, the big boys now are starting to catch up. And Mark, Amazon splitting. I mean, is that like. Do you stay awake at night thinking about whether or not Amazon's going to split their stock? I do not, but uh, especially since you can buy fractional shares at all the brokerage firms, it really is meaningless. But uh, that seems to catch, you know, the headlines and don't know don't know what that means practically speaking. I do know that you've got these stocks that people now own. I mean, not not a lot of people own Google, you know, the small traders, but they own them through fractional shares at Robinhood and the other brokerage sure, firms now. Sure. So they can play this with small amounts of money and that doesn't add up to a lot of demand compared to the institutions, but it doesn't hurt. So I I just I think the the intermediate to long-term dynamics are still very strong. The Fed is not going to be uh a party pooper and shut down, you know, the spigot anytime soon. So where does all this money go? And and I, the message I would leave you with, even though I'm saying there is going to be a bit of a pullback is 
we've had rolling corrections. We had the rolling correction out of growth into value. We've totally corrected the EV market. And nobody talks about them anymore. Neo and these other yeah. stocks. You totally corrected the SPAC market. You haven't corrected the $2 billion delicatessen yet, but you may. Uh, You've heard about that, Dennis? I haven't looked, yeah. looked at that for for a week or so. Oh, well, I it went from a $100 million uh, joke to a $2 billion joke because they issued all these immediately exercisable warrants at a penny oh, great. to the sponsors in Europe. What's um, the symbol on that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's something international, something, H-I. Yeah. yeah. But the, the point is we've really compressed a lot of the froth out of the market. And that's why you don't see a lot of people talking about a bubble anymore. Because where there was bubble activity, it's been uh, deflated a bit. And this well, is yeah, we, we moved out of from the high valuation to the low valuation. The money was a clear move over the last month and a half, where two or two months, where we were paying nosebleed prices for growth. And now, you know, we've moved into a value type market. And this is stuck you know, we've seen rotations like this over the last year that stick for five, six days. This has been a couple months now where value has started to outperform. So you just wonder if it's a longer term thing. Thing. What What are your thoughts on that? Just that this could be, become a more value oriented market. I mean, Facebook is kind of a value stock too. It's having a great day today. Well, I think reopening equates to value. If, and, you know, New York State announced today they're totally reopening. I think it's in the middle of June. And uh, cruise lines, uh, according to the CDC, can now start booking as of, I guess, August, July or August. As you go into a reopening phase, value is going to be on people's minds. You don't need Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook. You don't need the toll takers if the economy is expanding and, and potentially overheating. So, yes, I think there will be a rotation of value. And I think small caps are going to catch a bit again. They're starting to look like they're going to break out of that um, rising wedge formation. Uh, and I've noticed that a lot of small cap stocks that I follow have reported better than expected earnings. Analysts had pulled back their expectations on stocks like uh, Marine Max, HZO, which I own. Uh, and suddenly they come in with a blowout quarter. People are still buying boats. So uh, selectively, small caps have been doing extremely well, and they tend not to sell off after earnings because, A, they don't have a lot of following from the analyst community, and B, people pared back their expectations. So I think there's plenty of opportunity across the board, but right now, with the big stocks having made their move, I'd be looking at value names again, infrastructure names, and some of the small cap stocks that have good stories. Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics. If you have not checked out the platform, I highly recommend you do so. Mark joins every other Thursday. Thanks a lot, man. Be well, guys. All right. Thank you. I'll look for the Donald. Oh, please. Don't. Stop. No, don't. Thank you. He had to go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we upset. Half the people are really excited. Uh, like it's half the people are upset. Everyone is upset. Okay. Uh, can we talk about Ford, please? Because this was interesting here. So uh, the, the actual numbers for, for last quarter were, were, were good. But the forward-looking stuff is not great. Um, why? It all comes down to that that shortage of chips, right? Yeah. Well, Ford said, uh, I'll give you the numbers for, for whatever they're worth. Their EPS, uh, huge beat uh, for uh, Q1. Sales also beat nicely. But they are going to produce 50% less cars in, in this quarter, Q2, be, uh, due to the fire at that. Uh, that plant in Japan that supplies like two thirds of, of the uh, uh, world's of the global 
automobile uh, chips, right? So they're they're going to make half the amount of cars they wanted to uh, for this quarter. And all told, they said that they're going to make 1.1 million fewer vehicles this year than they planned on. All because of this fire at this factory in Japan in March. I mean, this is a supply problem, not a demand problem. And I still think you're going to see a lot of demand going forward. That's why Ford remains one of my long-term holdings. I think on a pullback down into the low 11s, I think I might actually add to the winner. I never add to winners. I actually might add to this position if it gets down to the low 11s. I think you got good support. Yeah, I, I do end. think yeah. you got a good story going forward here. The valuation is very reasonable. Um, especially, you know, I've always liked GM, but, you know, I own them both, Ford and GM. I own Toyota now. I own Honda. I own a lot of the traditional uh, automakers because, you know what, the valuations are reasonable. I think you're going to have a move to electric. I mean, everybody's all over Volkswagen. The reason I don't own that one is because it's run too far. Also, has five symbols over here, and I hate owning five simple stocks. But I just think the traditional automakers eventually do get a huge lift from EV. This isn't a short-term trade. Uh, but you know, I I do think short term I think eleven dollars gives you great support. Yeah, and you can see those lows. I mean, someone's stepping up a little bit here, eleven ninety. That's where you spike down to, and they're just being patient, trying to accumulate the stock. Uh, Dennis is referring uh, to some lows, yeah, like three lows in like in the eleven quarter, eleven half area. Let's see if it, I don't think it's going to get that low today. This is a pretty thick stock. Um, on a rebound, oh boy, it's going to be a while. 1239, if you get some sudden spike up, that would be the bottom of the range from yesterday. And I know I'm not going to get a lot of love for this, but I just think there's going to be less cars on the road. And we, we know you think that. I know. We know you I think. know. I just can't get that out of my head. That's fine. You can, so you can know none of, the, none of the automakers, and that's fine, too. I disagree, so that's why I own some automakers. There's not going to be more cars on the road. Like, some of these kids coming up now, like, uh, like when you were, like, getting your driver's license, right? I mean, well, my dad let me drive about a year before I had my driver's license, but... Anyway, I mean, it was like, so, and now, uh, you know, I have some, uh, I have a nephew and it's like, you know, yeah, you know, you're at home, you're not, you know, he's uh, doing the, the schooling. I don't know. I mean, it's just not a big a deal, you know, 16, getting your, I, I don't think kids are going to be getting the spanking new cars when they're, when they're 16. I think there's going to be, there's going to be more electric cars, no doubt about that, but I think. Take less cars on the road. I just can't get that out of my head, so we'll see. Uh, for whatever it's worth, Ford dragged down GM with it. GM reports next week, uh, if that's your bag. Uh, we did get some economic data while we had that conversation. We had jobless claims. We had G- the first GDP. Is the first, right? Yeah, the first GDP reading for uh, for for Q1, and uh, Q1 G- GDP came in at 6.4%, which was above the 6.1% estimate. So that'll be revised a couple of times there, but there is your first reading on the GDP front. To go with jobless claims, didn't see a lot of movement on that uh, those headlines, nonetheless. Okay, um, what else? Want to go to eBay? eBay is not playing ball today. Sure. Uh, they, I think, said something bad about uh, gross merchandising volume, which is the amount of stuff that they sell basically and stuff on the platform uh, with, with regards to the backward looking numbers though the eps was above estimates the sales was above estimates the forward looking guidance was light that's the problem eps guidance missed sales guidance uh, i guess a little bit higher but the earnings guidance was light 
I'd be more of inclined to buy the pullback here. Oh, where? Uh, I don't own it. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at that too, Joel. I'd love it down in the low 50s. I don't know if you get there, though. Like 50 to 52, you have all kinds of support down there. And you're right. You're 57. You might be early. Mm. I'd, I'd, I I am inclined to buy this, though, in my long-term account. I think lower 50s, but I may not get there, too. So it could just be one of those that you know slowly curls back like an oracle where it gets hit on the initial couple days, meanders, and slowly starts to climb back up. And when you look at it three months later, it's got all the losses back. I do think eBay is going to be the same thing. I think when we look at it three months from now, I think it's going to be back up over 62. It's just a matter of can you get it cheaper, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, 58, I mean, you're giving back half of the move right now right here from the, this big old move in March. So I think holding here. I mean, you do have this, I mean, you're trading at this level. There's really nothing great to lean on here between uh, 56 and 58, but there's really, this is, this is one of these stocks too. It, it, it will give you a shot. It will. I mean, this was a spike low and then it had a couple lows in the same area. So let, let it digest. Surely doesn't feel like it's done going down right now. I mean, you look at the chart, upper left chart, and then, you know, someone's still got the hammer on it. So let's see where our next daily low comes in at. If you're looking for a target, uh, oh, 56.96, that would be my next target on the downside. And we could be there momentarily. Someone asked earlier about Qualcomm up this morning. Chips have been really um, hit or miss, I feel like, this earnings season so far. Uh, Qualcomm beat on their earnings, they beat on their sales, their guidance was also above estimates. I mean, they hammered this on the last earnings report, didn't they? It was down to... Uh, yes, they did. I believe they did, and it continued to leak, and now, obviously, you know, you get a good earnings report. I'm long Qualcomm in the long-term portfolio. This was a Sean pick on a few stocks that I bought back in March of 2000, which would have bought a lot more back then. I'm still long it. I don't plan on selling it. I think Qualcomm's a good company going forward still. Uh, you got a little, little bit of confluence here. Uh, you had that spike up to uh, 146.24, and then you got, you know, to try and get into that gap area. I don't know, maybe the gap down was last on earnings. Let's see, do we have something there? One, no, there's nothing there. Can I find something? Yeah, 146.89 was a high too, so... If you want to get back up there, the longer it takes to get back up there, you might roll over a little bit. Uh, but looking at its way higher, top of yesterday's range, that's way down at uh, 138.27. I don't think you'll be seeing that today. But some overhead supply here. Maybe try and hold out for 150 over the next couple of days, and then you got the uh, the gap to fill. Yeah, and Robert Diaz is noting the AMD sell-off. That yeah, dude, what about that? What about that sell-off yesterday, Triple D? It was sell the rep. Yeah. You get down to 80. I, I, I might buy some AMD if you can get down to 80 again. You could get support 75 to 80. That was an awful candle yesterday, so I do think we caught quite a few people getting long. Can't chase, man. Again, Not it's a story. Time. This market, it's just that story again and again and again. You've been in this market where it has not paid to chase. Paid to chase last year. Most of the stocks that has not paid the chase. You're you're buying the rips like you know. You think about Pinterest. Everybody's oh yeah, buy that up. You know, back in early April. Oh yeah, Snapchat had a pretty good report. Oh yeah, it's moving up. Let's buy Pinterest, 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 and boom, it's back, and it's back to support. So and and huge support down here at Pinterest. Kathy buying it yesterday. You know what? I somewhat agree with her. I mean, you're back at support now on Pinterest. It's interesting at these levels, but when you're buying the rips. 
it doesn't work out as much it seems like as buying the dips at least in this market it's more contrarian um i've always said buy the dip and sell the rip not buy the rip and sell the dip so that if you're buying the rip yesterday on amd you're getting punished for chasing it it uh and the thing about this one you know if you did someone said they got hurt on um on some calls on you know trading this yesterday uh just like open you just paying attention to that open i mean even if you're not super aggressive you have the 88 85 high right or open Boom, a lot of stock trades there. And you only got to 89.20. So 89.20, okay, yeah, I bought the open. I'm up 35 cents. Whoosh, when it came back down through that open, look at that. I mean, it just caught people and a big seller came in. So just, just a, you know, I know I say it a lot, but those opening prints, those opening few minutes, very important, especially like on an earnings day. Uh, the stock opening up really high or really low. Wait, just to clarify, Dennis, what you said there. You said you bought Qualcomm last March? Yeah, $61. It was a stock I wanted to own forever. And I wish there, you know, I bought Microsoft and Qualcomm in the long term account back in March. There wasn't a lot of stocks I bought in March, but I was like, Qualcomm's just got some huge value. And when I was getting hammered from $100 down to 60 it was one I got near the low. So, yeah, I've had it since then. So I'm, I'm probably not going to sell that Qualcomm. It's probably in there for a while. No intentions to sell it here yet. Nice job. Nice There's no intention to yeah, sell it. A lot of stuff that I <laughs> obviously didn't buy, and I had too much cash back then. So you can say nice job. And everybody on Twitter will always point out all their winners. I'll tell you, I did a lot of good things in February selling stocks. I did a lot of bad things in March and April not buying stocks. But that was one. So that was not, you know, obviously one of my better calls to stay you know, bearish the market for too long. I didn't get bullish until, you know, we know like June. Thank goodness I did. I started adding stocks, realizing that, hey, you know, they are going to continue to buy this market. And obviously, I wish I would have bought more. Um, all right, 841 here. If you weren't listening at the top of the show, my goal today is 1,000 likes. If we get to that goal, then we'll have a special show tomorrow afternoon. Uh, if we can't get to that goal, then then the special show is 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 in jeopardy. So so 1,000 likes is the goal for the day. That's about half of our live viewers. Uh, let's see if we can get there by the end of today's broadcast at around 9.15, give or take a few minutes. Uh, can we go back to Amazon? Because we yes. talked briefly yes. with Mark about it. But That's Joel it. asked the question, I mean, to split or not to split, that is the question of the day. And... It's not, I think we're at a point on Amazon where the earnings aren't even going to matter as much as everybody's looking because Gasparino's put it out there. Um, is this company going to split their stock? And if they announce a split, it's going to rip. And if they don't announce a split, I think it gets hit. Even on a good report, if they say nothing about a split, I think the stock could get hit on that. So it's disappointing that now it's come down to that because I don't think we're going to announce a stock. Why do, you, why do you think that, Dennis? Why do you think that? Because everybody's talking about it. It's all over social media. I mean, and now it's built into the price a little bit. It, you've had a run-up in Amazon price. You had the big run-up three days ago, and Gasparino tweeted that. It got 100 points tacked onto it. It's continued to run up since. Obviously, we've had a couple good tech reports that have helped it as well. But it's built in now that people are like, oh, it might split. Oh, it might split. They might announce a split. So you got shorts covering anybody who's short the stock probably prior to the report. And you got people buying it ahead of the report anticipating that it might split it's up another 43 dollars here today 
So you've had basically a 200-point run here in anticipation that they might announce a stock split. If they don't announce a stock split, I do think it gets hit. So just because it's all built into it, I don't think they're going to do it either. I don't know where, whose Gasparino's sources are on this. Um, so it doesn't make sense. I think it does make sense. I think um, you know, I think it would actually really propel the stock if they did announce a split. One, investors do like splits. Two, is you can include Amazon in the Dow. Not a $3,000 a share because and we know what the Dow is priced. <laughs> the Dow is price weighted and Amazon's daily price fluctuation would push the price of the Dow around too much. A higher price stock have more influence. And most of the stocks are $100, $200. You can't put a $3,500 stock in the Dow and because it would have way more influence than anything else, like, you know, 10 times more influence, you know, than a stock or, or 15 times more in, influence than a stock like Disney. So you just can't have it in there. But if you split that thing, say five for one, then all of a sudden, or even, you know, 10 for one, then all of a sudden you could put it in the Dow. So a two for one or wouldn't do it. But a five for one or above would actually get you to a point where you could add this to the Dow. And I think if the Amazon price was lower, I do believe it would get added to the Dow eventually. So that is where it could make sense for Amazon. But I don't know if they care about their share price. I don't know if Bezos cares about his share price enough to worry about, oh, yeah, let's get added to the Dow. Remember, remember, he's not the CEO. Okay. Well, that's a good point, too, actually. So. Is he still oh, yeah, on the he's shots gone. behind the scenes? Yeah, because he's gone. <laughs> that they're thinking that that um, you know that it, that's that's going to happen. It, it would it, it would it would propel the stock. Like I'm going to be looking at the obviously watch my Benzinga Pro, and if you see a headline that's breaking and they're going to split the stock, I think the stock price explodes. If they, I think if it's not there, I think that it dips. It's not going to get murdered on it, but I don't. It, I think you could get a scenario where you have a good report, like a Microsoft. They don't announce a stock split, and they hit it down. They're going to have to blow it away. I mean, because after the not Google... if they announce a stock split, Joel. Right. I, I, okay. If, if I, we I, take they... the split off the table, they will really have to blow it away to go higher. I agree. How how could the street be so off on like the the Google? You know, I mean, this is this is what makes it like basically impossible to short these stocks because they they, they these companies print money. Like the the money coming out of like every orifice, right? Like the money is just pouring out of them. They print money. You can't bet against them. So uh, how could the street be wrong? Maybe it's not that they were wrong so off. It's just that they didn't ex- for some whatever reason just did underestimated the, uh, the, the 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 growth that these companies. I mean, a lot of businesses are seeing weird comps year over year, right? Uh, we, it is, yep. We we have this whole stay at home versus reopening trade, and and these these major these mega cap techs were they were both they were both they were a stay at home trade and they were reopening trade. The business yeah. the businesses were both, and that sort of is transpiring right now when they're saying, look, we just had like our best year ever, right? So I don't know, Joel, to answer your question, how you how the street could be so 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 surprised. But shame on us, I think, for being so surprised. These companies print money. Uh, the point you're all making, though, is everybody's going to look at what UPS did, too, and think that Amazon is absolutely going to blow it away. I mean, you look at UPS, that was just rocking and rolling. Obviously, UPS, um, you know, being and making new highs again yesterday. The yeah, boy, oh, boy. It's really set the what high bar. What are you doing with the that? Bar for Amazon? 
with Gasparino doing the split, with UPS blowing it away, with Google blowing it away, the bar for Amazon is super high. Oh, man. Super high. Can they get over the super high bar? I think it's only a split announcement that's going to do that. And I don't know if they're going to do they do the split announcement. So that's going to be the question and that I want an answer to tonight. Well, it's it, it's so high of a bar that I don't even think Dwight Stones could clear it. So would you be selling this into it, or are you too no. nervous that they could announce a split? <laughs> I mean, I just it's. I mean, I, I, I don't care. I mean, it's still the same company. I I definitely wouldn't short it. I definitely, definitely would not short it because of, of that of that thing happening. And to buy it based on that, I mean, no, I wouldn't buy it. I was short. That. Remember, I had the, stra- the straddle written on the Apple, and they announced a seven-for-one split, and I got annihilated. So I we can that. say, oh, yeah, splits are meaningless. They aren't. They're so, not. Like, fundamentally, they might be meaningless. But they aren't to the market. We saw the run-up with Tesla when it, you know, announced the split, and it kept running and running and running ahead of the split. And I was had the straddle short on that Apple, and it's where, it's where I've been spooked for doing straddles for a long time. And I got absolutely annihilated. I sold that straddle for like, I don't know what it was, twenty-five bucks, and it went up a hundred points on me. This was back when Apple was like five hundred, so I got absolutely killed on that. And that was a, that's the split that got me. So I'm scared to be, I'm long Amazon, full disclosure, in the long-term account, but I wouldn't even want to take a short bet just because of that possibility. Uh, but I do believe that there's a good chance that the stock goes down after tonight, especially if they don't announce right. a split. Couldn't you, couldn't you see a scenario, though, where they announce a split, the stock pops tonight, and then tomorrow, maybe in the pre-market, it gives it back? No. No? Be- because <laughs> everybody will start talking about, are they going to include them in the Dow now? It'll automatically yeah, it go like to up. that. It'll automatically go to that. So I, I think if, if if that scenario that you outlined happens, Spencer, I will buy Amazon. I will buy it for a trade. So and I think there's a lot of other people that would do that same thing because it's naturally going to think. And when stocks get added to the Dow, they do go up substantially. I mean, let's look back to the the recent ads. CRM. What was the move when CRM got added? Do we have the headline like the date? Good I'm question. assuming it was la- it was last year. December. Was it in August when you had that huge candle? Let's get the exact. Let's see if you can grab it. Yeah. When it was... they get added, some some stocks get added to the S and P. We've talked about this before. They can actually go down because they're they may have been a was, higher was it weight. November? They were a higher weight in the where the index no, S and P no, index are coming no. from. It was August 31st. It was yeah. August. And look at the candle, August. Look at that August candle in CRM. So there you go. Just an explosion back then in price. That was an added to the Dow. So if you can show it there, you can see it. I can see it. It's the biggest candle that jumps on the chart. That's why I was looking at the chart. And I was like, I bet you it was August. Because <laughs> you can see the explosion. I know you can see the news on the chart. All right, let's ramble. Let's ramble. I mean, the spoons are just grinding higher here. We just hit 08.50. And uh, boy, I mean, we haven't had that much of a range. We've only had a 25-point range. And... Our average daily range is closer to 40. So if you want to target on the upside, 42, 22.50, I mean, that's a that's a potential target. That's a few. But let's let's rip through some. Uh, we got some more earnings, right? We had a lot of other sure. ones besides Fang. So mm-hmm. yeah. what do you want to do? Let's do it. Let's we, go. we can start ripping here. You want to go to like, um, uh, let's do. Is pro- anything down, first of all? Yeah. We, any stock down? Yes. We talked eBay. We talked Teladoc briefly. Uh, those are both down. What about like MGM? 
How's that doing this morning? I was going to say, if you want to go one that's down, Joel, before you go to MGM, service now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go there. Now they're, is they're getting, getting the beats. Yes. They, so, they're, they're getting punished. Their earnings were fine. They, they gave some very light guidance, though. They also said they're going to do a uh, mixed securities shelf offering, but they didn't say the size. Um, but their guidance was light. What a nice run this had in the last three weeks. And when they don't make the new highs, which it's apparent it's not going to now, that is very concerning. This candle is going to crush anybody who bought it in the last oh, month. This could be you now have bag holder central in here again for anybody who's bought this. And you have people who bought this in March, just saw half of their gains get annihilated in one print. So I think as you see, you know, if you can, this is a stock I would not buy the dip on. I'm more inclined to buy the dip on a Pinterest or more inclined to buy the dip on, what one was I saying earlier? I can't remember now. Um, eBay. eBay. Um, but ServiceNow, they're in the middle of nowhere for one thing. And the second thing, you know, you can have a 50% fib, which Joel's probably going to point out. But I just think as you get rallies, you have people caught in this now. So I'd be a seller of rallies in ServiceNow. What's the, uh, uh, what kind of volumes traded too in this? Um, it traded pretty good actively last night. Yeah, so it's only, pricing it's... now. I, it's, it, I don't think it's bouncing back. Oh, I don't think boy. we're going to see a scenario here where services now is trading at 560, you know, later today. No. It's kind of done what it wants to do. You'll see that crazy purple candle. Remember, that's just, that's probably an eight o'clock print or I yeah, don't know that's what that bad. was. Yeah, that's a bad that. print. It's never, it hasn't had any rally at all, really. It's been leaking, 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 leaking. Um, it's it's off the lows, but man, wow, it's hard. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, not much traded at the pre market. This is one where there's sellers out there, and you know they're they're not showing their offers; they're just waiting for bids. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to show an is What is there a bid offer out there right now, Dennis? Probably a hundred up, right? Uh, it's fairly yeah. You're fairly wide. Five twenty three to five twenty five twenty four twenty six. These five hundred dollars oh, stocks are always a hundred up. Yeah, that's uh, pre-market low, 516. I mean, you just look at this whole area here from 5 to 520. I think maybe find a home in there today over the next couple. That would be like a best-case scenario. 510 was your low right here. So with a high-priced stock like this, you just can't say, oh, if I'm 520, 520 bid for 5,000, I'm in. I'm taking it. What you're going to do in this stock is they're just going to – they're just going to – small lotted to death and be patient and let it bring in also you know if you short this thing maybe i don't even know you can't even tell mop-up prints anymore but um sure looks like it's got more work to do on the downside i'll be looking 510 520 maybe today you find a, you know, it's a wide range but it's a 500 dollars stock all right craig dropped us the dropped us a fiver about, a fiver about boeing which we did not even discuss at all yesterday we did not discuss they, had, they had earnings yesterday morning uh the eps was lower than estimates sales was higher so they, they delivered 77 aircrafts last quarter up from 50 in the prior year um they also said they expect a return to 2019 tra uh, passenger traffic levels uh, in 2023 or 2024, somewhere. Yeah, that's just a guess. That's yeah. just, that's just, that's just BS that? guess. That's a guess. Yeah. Don't know any of that. That's just a BS guess that's trying to give the market something to hope for. Oh, uh, well, yeah, a couple of years, we'll get back to normal. You know, like that's just throwing it out. You know what? I disagree. I think that I, I you think, think they right actually now, did projections to figure all that out. 
yeah, my actual, no, I think right now, and I mean, I know I, I like I, you know, said there's going to be less cars on the road, but I think there's going to be more, you know, car travel, you know, people that are going to be, you know, seeing great Northern Michigan and different places like that. I mean, I think it's going to take a long time, long, long time to get back. As far as looking at this stock here, did get hit yesterday. I think you'd, you want to find a home here above 230. And put some all, you know, you had a couple lows right at 230, just above there. This is the base. So I could see a trade, you know, if you're long term, you think this is the pullback, then you really don't want to see a breach uh, 230 and big. But it held it yesterday. Big level. And agree yeah. a little bit today. That's a big level. And look at this. With I'm the inclined 50. to kind of buy the dip on. I don't know. They always I kind seem of to have am. some kind of problems. I, I, I sold the Boeing. I got nervous that everything started rolling. I bought it around 230, and then I sold it about the same. Actually, I bought it around 220, and I sold it. You bought it, it lower, first. I thought. Yeah, I made like 10 bucks on it. But then I had the big run afterwards. I was like, why did I sell that? And I, I got spooked. And now it's back to where I sold it. And you know what? You did have some support here at 230 before. I think 230 is an enormous number. So I think if you're buying at 237, you stop yourself at like 229, 228, maybe a little lower so you don't get the undercut and rally trick. But, you know, risk yourself 4 or 5%. I think eventually Boeing could catch fl- a flight again here. I think it, it could, it could it, with the reopening trade, you look at the airlines. I mean, they all pull back substantially too, and they've kind of bounced off the lows. The, the biggest question is where is COVID going? I mean, that's what matters with all these stocks because we know – you know, everybody, it seems like in the U.S. has forgotten about it now. And, and, you know, obviously the U.S. is doing very well with it. But we know it's a major problem in India. Um, Canada is not having a good time at all right now. We're back. Yeah, what's going to go on? What's going on there in Canada? No vaccines. Yeah. We have no vaccines. You have, a, you have a lot of vaccines we can't get. Why, 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 I'm on the why, list, Joel. Why I'm on the list, we, too. Man, Dennis, can you, can you sneak over here? I can get you one. I, I know. But this is the problem. Even our, our, our hockey teams aren't vaccinated. You know, like. I mean, it, it, it's oh, it's right. difficult to get a vaccine in, in Canada. I'm on Why? the list, me and my wife. Wow. Yeah, it, because it, it the Prime be, Minister screwed it all up. It must be serious if the hockey teams can't get back. Because we, we, you know they're the first in line. So They should be. I've said that. They <laughs> should be the first in line. People get mad at me and say, oh, why would you? Why should the hockey players? You know why? Because right now, in, Ontario is in lockdown. And we're sitting at home here with nothing to do. We like watching hockey. Give us some entertainment. Vaccinate the bloody players and the coaches. It's not that many vaccines. And then we don't have to have Vancouver Canucks take three weeks off. I mean, if you're going to lock me down in my house and tell me I can't go anywhere, well, at least give me something to watch on TV. At least give me hockey. Yeah, give me hockey. (laughs) You know, like I got my beer in the fridge, but I want my hockey games on. And Vancouver had to take three weeks off because the whole bloody team got it. So, I mean, I I think they should have been vaccinated right away because, you know what, it's keeping us sane. Watching stuff. You want to lock people down. It makes you men- mental health is not good. A lot of people in Canada like watching a hockey game, although sometimes the hockey games make me insane too. <laughs> hey, can we just talk about Mastercard here? Because Visa went, went up after its report. Mastercard came out with good numbers, and they are up, but actually, no, they're down now this morning from yesterday from the close. Mm. They were up. Step down seller. Someone wants out. Every bracket, they're like, we're coming down. We're coming down off 400. We're coming down off 398. We're coming off 396. Step down seller. Got Expectations it. too high. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stock is run. Talking completely against my book. I still have MasterCard, not selling any MasterCard. But, I mean, it's run. It made new all-time highs yesterday ahead of the print. 
So it's run up. Expectations a little bit too high. It's cooling off a bit. Does this mean MasterCard's story is over? I don't think so. We're still all buying everything on plastic. So I think, you know, MasterCard Visa are fine long term. That's why I stick with MasterCard. But his expectations were simply too high. Uh, 375. I mean, I know people don't want to hear that. Keep an eye on your pre-market low, uh, as always, and see if you get follow through from that. Uh, I mean, even, boy, there's just a lot of levels here. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to throw bids out there, maybe the first time at uh, 87.10, 387.10 was a low. Oh, that even seems kind of, but still like something just tells me like this 375 here. Maybe if you want to be patient, maybe figure a retracement off this move. Oh, 350 to 400. That comes in three. Can't, can't get 375 out of my mind. Don't know if it's going to work today, but that looks like a an area wants to head to. All right. Uh, a couple of programming notes. After this, we're going to have uh, live training with David Green. I know yesterday I said he couldn't do today, but he is doing today. And also, no get technical today. Neil Hamilton got the Fauci ouchie, and he is feeling the effects of that. So Fauci ouchie. That's oh, a new really? One. Yeah. He got vaccinated and he's not feeling good. He is. Well, he got he got number two, which is the one where he, uh, with. Oh, yeah. A couple of other people. So, all right, Spencer. How did you get... do, Joel? Did you get sick at all from number two? No, not at you all. Were good, you were good with yep. both. Have you oh. Pfizer shot? Yep. The Pfizer shot. Yep. And what about you, Spencer? You got your first one, right? Did you get both or just the I, first one? I only I got the J&J, man. So other than, oh, you one shot. Other than one my, shot wonder. my blood is feeling a little bit thicker than usual. I feel fine. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, no, but, but, but this was my logic. Which was like I'm from New Jersey. J and J's in New Jersey. If it kills me, a a Jersey a Jersey made product killed me, and that's the way I'm. I'd love to get the J and J I want to go anyway. So, people are saying a lot of people. So it just what's happened in Canada is we weren't even vaccinated under 65 until two weeks ago. We just started vaccinating people under 65. It's almost all AstraZeneca because that's all the like we don't have the Johnson Johnson shot at all. I don't believe yet. Um, the Pfizer shot, some people are getting the Pfizer shot, but the majority of it is AstraZeneca. Uh, my parents got the AstraZeneca shot, but most people in Canada only have one shot so far because we're so low on vaccinations that we haven't even been giving the second shot, which actually reduces the effectiveness of it too. Canada is just a shit show for the vaccines. They screwed it all up. Uh, Lisa wanted you to get to J and J because of uh because of your asthma. Oh, the the, the allergies and the asthma. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of potential. But Spencer, I know we didn't get to the likes. Well, we're not there yet, but we have time. We no, have- I want to be on while you give the announcement. Oh, okay. So the special show that we have planned for tomorrow, and I want to bring Peter on in, in a second. Uh, you all know Joel loves the ponies, right? You, you know you know that if you listen to our show for a few years. The plan is to do a special show tomorrow afternoon, just Joel previewing the Derby, giving his picks. If that's your bag, check it out. It's going to be a 4 o'clock Derby yep. show. Derby yep. show. Derby show. And, and, Derby and, show. And, and, and Spencer is going to do it, and I'm excited to do it with Spencer. He's a sports guy, and he, you know, he knows. But I'll tell you right now, I don't know – if I'm going to give you the winner for the race, okay? Hedging uh, his bets already. Well, that's what we only but, want is the winner. I want, oh, I know. I know. That's what everyone wants, right? But I'm going to give you an education in horse racing that you uh, will not get on any media platform. And you also, you'll know what it's like to like, be in my shoes. Okay. Watch the race through my eyes. Because okay. when I do this handicapping and stuff, 
yeah, I look at the horses, everything, but I go through my mind. How is the race going to go? Who's going to leave the gate? Who's going to have to fight to get position? So Spencer is going to help me out. It'll be fun. Uh, right now, my horse is not the favorite, which is good. So we're going to do that. We'll do that at four o'clock. And I'm, I'm looking for, I'm, ex, I'm doing my article. My article is okay. almost done. I'm excited about it. So okay. that's the big surprise. Okay. Yeah. I know you got to hop. I got to hop. I gotta Everyone hop. have I, a good day. I, I want to bring on the Einstein of Wall Street, Peter Tuckman from Wall Street Global Trading Academy from the floor of the exchange. He's back. Peter, good morning. Hey, B, how you doing? Good. good how you doing? How, how, is the, how is the mood out there this morning? You know what? The mood is pretty positive. Spotters are up pretty big. Um, you know, I think uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about sort of as a cautionary tale about what it's like trading these days where the Fed stuff comes out. Which yeah. Because yesterday was a roller coaster from a day trading point of view. It was a bit ruthless as we saw these moves up and down pretty radically. But for today, market looks solid. We got an IPO. The team is outside one of the first new IPOs in the COVID world where more of a larger team is showing up. So it's starting to feel a little more like uh, like normalcy. Yeah, the Endeavor IPOs today, right? Uh, so, so talk to us about yesterday. Talk to us about like what it's like to be on the floor during a Fed announcement and, 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 and what, what you see through that. Cool. So look, you know, you've got in back in the old days where we were more in open outcry trading, you'd be in the midst of the crowd and the moves that we've seen over the years are quite radical on Fed Day. Okay. So you've got the days where they actually make the announcement, then you've got the news conference. So you're always at risk from a day trading point of view of these huge volatile moves. Yesterday was no different than than any of it. Apparently, historically, and I read this morning in Arthur Cashin's notes that there is a bit of a lift usually in the days going up to a Fed announcement, uh, 80% of the time, historically, we do see a move up. That has not been the case in the last couple of days. But as the announcement came out, of course, the announcement comes out at two o'clock about uh, whether they're going to keep the rates the same. And yesterday that did happen. That was a huge bullish bet. The move was pretty radical. As we know, in this world, you've got algos that read the information and you could see the way the S&P graph spiked up incredibly fast and furiously that it was not only people reading the news, but it was an algorithm definitely buying the spiders on what seemed to be a bullish bet. As that being said, it was fast. It was furious. It moved super high. It was over 10 handles in literally moments. And then you saw what usually happens as the information is assimilated by the community and sort of humans start to watch it and analyze it. Then you start seeing moves. I mean, you'll see that massive move up. Then it's sort of sort of tampered down a little bit. And then it's kind of over the day, we saw these spikes and these sell-offs, depending on at 2.30, uh, Chairman Powell comes on. That was once again a bit of after a drift down after the initial spike. We saw him start to talk at 2.30. And then you've got about an hour, and he's a big talker. You know, it was once again a bullish play, as he talked about, that the tools that they're using have had a positive effect on the market, that employment, though far from full, is sort of heading in the right direction, that they are not going to, um, uh, uh, that they're going to continue buying um, uh, bonds and, and, and have a positive $120 billion uh, a month uh, buyback. And that those were all positive bullish bets, that the economy is not as bad as it could have been within the COVID space. And that sort of created these once again spikes. But once again, we did see drift down as his speech started to wind down. 
we saw him sort of tamper his positive bullish talk and say, yeah, you know what, though? Um, you know, we are going to still monitor the economy. We are going to still monitor unemployment. We are going to see how companies are on the reopen and the market tended to drift down again. And then once again, we saw a huge spike up again as the conversation kept going forward when he said we are nowhere close to changing interest rates and that the, the that the um, what was the last thing he said that was fascinating? Um, he said I, he said inflation is transitory is what he said. He talked about the tapering, that we're nowhere near deciding yeah. on a taper. And then once again, the market spiked up. So net net, it was a bullish play. There were huge moves. It was a bit of a seesaw. And so what my point as a cautionary tale is, if you were taking his his talk and the fact that interest rates were going to stay as a as a bullish bet you and stayed in that trade, you did get hurt by the end of the day. But as you said, though, all those spikes that, that I have up on the chart there, those are all algo driven. So uh, like how do pe how can people actually trade this event? So in my opinion, what I tend to do in telling the people that I'm working with, because not only that, as you know, we've talked the last couple of times we've talked that my trade is from two o'clock to four o'clock. Right. I tend to sort of take a little bit of a backstage on these days, because as you can see, if you're trading intraday from two o'clock to four o'clock on Fed days, right, and you trade off of things other than the speech and his narrative, you can get blown up because as you see, a 10-handle move on the upside and downside can be painful if you're a trader. So I basically take a back door to it. I wait till the end of the day and try and make a late play. Otherwise, or you can play the momentum, but you've got to really be able to, you know, ring the cash register and get in, out, get in and out as quickly as you can as the trade unfolds. Uh, Peter, what is your reaction to some of these earnings? I mean, the big tech companies are just blowing it out of the water, whether it's Apple, uh, whether it's Google, Facebook, we have Amazon tonight. What, what's your read on, on that? So, you know what? I think once again, a cautionary tale, and I think David Green will pick this up as we talk with him later and we'll bring him on the show, is that David is a firm believer, and I really follow suit on this, that in this new world we're, to, we're, we're, we're trading here, that trading pre-earnings declaration can be dangerous. Even you guys talked about it before I came on, that these moves are sort of fast and furious. Maybe they're sort of irrational exuberance. Maybe they're overbought. But what David Green believes, and I sort of have been taking the new posture, is that it's more important to wait till the earnings come out because there's so many players in the game. There's so many option plays against it. There's so many results and expectations that are built into it. And the trade is so crowded that if you wait till the earnings come out, and you let the price action define what part of the trade. This is not from an investment point of view. It's from a day trading point of view. You let the price action determine how you're going to play this. I think it's a safer bet. The earnings have been strong. The earnings are incredible. Look where we're coming from. The world is reopening. So from an investment point of view, that is all positive. And I think this, they've shown incredibly strong earnings and things are good. But like Microsoft yesterday, they beat and the stock retraced quite significantly. So yeah. we don't know what everyone's action is into the earnings, right? There are play people who play it big on the option side, on the equity side. And yet, yet we'll see companies come out with good earnings and sell off. Companies come out with bad earnings and trade up. We saw it on the last quarter with Apple posted incredible earnings and did nothing but sell off. So I think that's the cautionary tale. If you're a day trader, is to let the earnings come out, watch the price action for a moment, and then really look 
for the technicals to decide how to trade them on a daily basis. Uh, you mentioned uh, your partner, David. I want to bring David on here for a second and just get, get his thoughts this morning. Uh, David Green, I know uh, you're not trading. Or maybe you are trading a little bit of this morning. Uh, <laughs> how are we doing and what, what's on your radar here? Right yeah, now. no, we have not made any trends yet. On, on days like this, it's always good to wait until things open up. Okay. I mean, obviously, Facebook is going to be a main focus for us today. It's starting to come in a little bit now. Down about $3 from a tie. We got some bids out there, which we'll get to when we get to my live in about six minutes. But as Peter said, okay, again, I'm a trader, right? I will never buy or sell a stock before the earnings come out. Maybe we'll do a little option thing. That's it. But I'm not. It's all about price action. doesn't matter how good the numbers are. Nothing matters in a stock. It doesn't matter if they beat by $5 or whatever. The only thing that matters in a stock is price action, especially for a trader. I mean, look at AMD yesterday. That was a perfect example, right? Earnings were spectacular. The stock traded up to $90 yesterday. And then spent the rest of the day just going straight down. So when you read an earnings report, especially as a trader, it does not mean anything. All I care about is price action. And if you look, I don't have it up, but we'll, we'll look at it a little bit. Spence, when this thing broke like, you can almost see a little head and shoulders there. And when it broke like $89, that was a great signal to get short this stock. And it spent the rest of the day going down. So there is, we are not running into, look, everybody's been with me all this week watching us trade, right? Unless something really crazy happens off the opening, we're not running into anything. We're patient and disciplined. And usually we get trades within the first three minutes anyway. But for, you know, we're talking about trading, right? I own Apple. I own a lot of stocks long-term. I don't even look at what they do day-to-day. That's your long-term portfolio. I don't even look. I don't care. But as a trader, this is the best time of the year for us. When earnings come out, these we talked about it yesterday, Spence, these four times. The best trade that we could have is a trend trade. And when stocks' earnings come out and they're good, they stay good, usually. And when they're bad, they stay bad. So I just want to be on the same side of the trade. That's it. That's it. All right, David Green is going to hop on over. He's going to hop out of here. He will be in our next stream starting up whenever I'm done. You too, Peter. All right. Uh, Peter and David, both at Wall Street Global Trading Academy. David, we'll see you in a few minutes. Peter, uh, before we wrap with you, any just final thoughts heading into the Open today, uh, the, whether it's like a feeling down there on the floor that, that, that you're having or any any big catalyst you're watching today? We obviously have big earnings out for the close and, and Microsoft and, and, and Neo and, and Twitter, but uh, like what what's what's on your radar for the day? What, what's like sort of the, the big thing you're watching for? So look, you know, I, I, what I'm watching is the S&P 500, right? We're up 29 sure. handles this morning. You know, for me, there's, as David said, what's going on, if I were to gauge what the market was doing off of individual stocks and projecting their earnings, that is a very crowded trade. That's like guys who come on with us and David, and you know they've got 900 pivot points and 30 different uh, uh, different graphs plugged into their technical analysis, and they are sitting there looking cross-eyed, going, "This doesn't work." I try and keep it simple, especially on complicated days. I like the markets to tell me what it thinks of what's going on, and obviously today it's a positive day. But we have seen, for me right now, I did look at the market opening on open orders, and there is not enough to sustain an up 29 handle opening on the S&P. So I may be a short fader on the opening here for a quick trade. That is something you and I talked about. You asked me, what do I do on the opening? You've got the spiders up 
29 handles pre-market, right? You've got a lot of earnings coming out, a lot of cross currents. We've got an IPO here. Is the amount to buy on the floor of the stock exchange volume-wise, buy orders versus sell orders, volume trades, enough to sustain that kind of an opening? Not for me for a short-term play. Net-net, do I feel like the market is 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 sort of in a bit of a rotation? It, I, I, I really believe there's bullish sentiment all around. As this reopening story, the, the, the mayor just said this morning that New York City will be in a complete reopen phase by July. So there's a lot of enthusiasm, and it's not irrational enthusiasm. I kind of feel people, I, I kind of feel that people are feeling, you know, I did walk down the streets last night here in New York, what felt like a ghost town as short as one or two weeks ago. Everyone was out. People were, you know, sort of half mask, half not, out in restaurants and stuff like that. So my sentiment here on the floor and in New York City is that people are feeling like we are we're one stage further to getting our life back. And I feel like the market feels that way, too. It was the first hundred days of Joe Biden. He did have his speech yesterday. Obviously, there's a lot of stimulus on the on the menu, a lot of infrastructure plays. And I think some of the beat, more beaten up stocks are going to get some traction and go farther. You guys talked before I came on about that, about the travel space. And I'm not sure when that's going to reopen or when that's going to be comfortable or will be really. Obviously, there are a million people uh, traveling on a daily basis at this point. But when will it become profitable once again? I'm not clear about that. But I feel enthusiasm. I see a positive market coming in here. Not necessarily that we may open, fade and go down the rest of the day. I'm not clear. I think they're going to be cross currents once the market opens. For me, there's a, sh a quick, short play on this opening around where it is. I would cover um, closely after that, and then I would watch the day. As we described with David, Price action will determine what the rest of the day looks like. Cross currents, lots of earnings, sort of a net-net bullish play so far. All right, Peter Tuckman uh, is from Wall Street Global Trading Academy. The link is up on the screen, currently 20% off uh, for Benzinga people. Peter? Thanks a lot. Head back down the floor. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Good luck, guys. Right. Good to see you. Good luck at the open. All right. A couple things that we did not have time to cover today that I that I would have liked to. I mentioned at the top of the show, we did have a merger, an all-stock merger this morning uh, in the REIT space. Realty Income, which is one of my favorite tickers, ticker O, is in, uh, entering an all-stock merger with uh, Verit, which is ticker V-E-R. The ratio, if you're trading this sort of thing, the ratio you can see it here in the Benzinga Pro in the press release ratio is 0.705 shares. So, uh, owners of uh, VER will receive 0.705 shares of realty income stock for every share of VER that they own. So, there's your arbitrage ratio you can see here's a one a one day chart of realty income so you can see uh no, no real trades um actually no you, you do see trading there up in the pre-market session ver is going to be the same story up in regards to that merger couple biotechs i wanted to get to cara therapeutics uh had some had some news overnight it is your big loser of the day you can see the headline there in the benzinga pro their phase two study uh, for uh, their drug for uh, atopic dermatitis uh, with moderate to severe 
Pruitis did not meet its primary endpoint. So there is your big loser of the morning. Uh, C-A-R-A. Uh, G-R-T-X was your big gainer of the morning. Uh, Galera Therapeutics. They had some positive data out. So that one is gapping up here in the pre-market session. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a one overnight chart there. Uh, so wanted to cover those real fast. Um, didn't even talk about Kathy at all. Would have liked to uh, here. Let, let's just see what what Kathy bought and sold yesterday. Whoops! I just go into the news feed. I search for Kathy. I literally search the word Kathy. I go to the first article, the first thing, and here's what I got. I got a list of all her buys and sells from Wednesday. Um, bought a lot of Tesla. Bought a lot of Tesla on that that earnings. I, I don't know what you, what you want to call that earnings dip. I guess you can call it an earnings dip, right? Yeah. Um, she bought a lot of Spotify. Bought a lot of Shopify. Um, bought some JD. Bought Pinterest ahead of the report. Interesting. Sold some Square yesterday. Don't see a lot of interesting sales. Um, she's so active, man. It's impossible to 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 keep up with her and what she's doing. Um, so there you are, a list of the the Ark Invest buys and sales from yesterday. This is all straight in the Benzinga Pro. If you want a free two week trial, check out the promo code that's up on the screen. YouTube twenty will get you twenty percent off your Benzinga Pro subscription, or just go to Pro benzinga.com and get a free two-week trial uh okay this show is always available as a podcast in fact all of our shows are available as a podcast on all the major podcast platforms itunes soundcloud spotify etc 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 uh please remember all the information from our show and all of our shows in fact are meant to be used as informational purposes not for investing or trading device let's see where we're at on the likes front oh we're just shy of 800 can we get to a thousand likes by the end of my stream here uh on a programming note for the day so i mentioned we've got live trading coming up next with david green um we've got so that that's going to go until about 10 30 give or take whenever david green you know wants to wrap it up uh spax attack at 11 power hour from noon to one, we trimmed it. It's noon to one. Normally, we'd have get technical at one o'clock today, but I mentioned Neil is feeling the effects of that of that second shot, so we'll figure it out for for, for one o'clock. Uh, we'll have something. I don't know what, but we'll figure it out. Uh, we've got the BZ Crypto Show at two o'clock. We've got the at the close show. I'm going to run from three to four. Cannabis hour, four to five. Technically, options with Brad Weber, five to six. Money Mitch from six to seven. That's going to be the schedule for the day right here on Benzinga. If you have not already, check out uh, Benzinga Clips. It is our highlights channel. You can find it by going to, uh, really, what I'll do is I'll just pull it up. It's it's right there on the main Benzinga channel. You just, you just go to uh, YouTube.com slash Benzinga. You bring it up. Here it is on the screen. You go to the channel. There it is. You scroll down. There it is. Benzing Eclipse right there. Um, check it out. We're posting highlights of all of our shows. Okay. Uh, I think that is a wrap for me. Did I get to all my housekeeping items? I did. Yes. Clips. Like button. Are we at 1,000 likes yet? Nah. 816. Almost. You know what I want to do? 
uh, we have all these beautiful ads that that we made, and and I and I don't air them enough. So let me do that right now. I would like to, if I can, air a uh, commercial for. How about this? We 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 have this brand new FDA uh, uh, page that Luke Jacoby carried through the finish line, and it's got FDA data, drug data. Here's some information about that. All right, I've just been informed we're doing Power Hour from 12 to 2 today to make up from Neil being sick. So you got two hours of Luke and Jason, uh, as you are used to. All right, uh, that's going to be it for me. David Green starting right now, uh, or not right now, in a couple of minutes here. This stream is going to redirect directly to that. You shouldn't have to do anything. It'll redirect straight to David Green. All right, I'm done. Everyone smash the like. Where are we at now? We're at 826. Smash the like, get to 900. I'll see you guys later. Good luck at the Open. Uh, I'll be watching David Green along with you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.